Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. I was born and raised Lutheran, baptized Lutheran. I went to Sunday school, but it never really was personal. Like God was kind of only there when it was convenient for me or if I was really desperate. I didn't really like cling to Jesus until later on. So I kind of hit my partying stage later than some people might. Kind of started partying one night after a birthday party. I was raped. Um, so raised in a local uh, Lutheran church that was in our neighborhood. I would always go to church with mom on, on Sunday. Uh, I would say, looking back on it, she was very much the spiritual leader of the family. Uh, that, that was probably the biggest impact, I think, in my faith as a child was, was watching her journey. She really exemplified her faith uh, through trials and tribulations. Um, I lost her when I was 12 years old. How faintly I remember your love song over me. But the further that I wander, the noise is deafening. Now the only thing I feel is how far you Until you make it, you know, I'm fine. I still went to class, I showered, I ate occasionally. But at night, I, I mean, I would still sleep with the light on and I had to kind of talk myself into living. March 19th, 2019, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I overdosed. I was just, my eyes were shut and I was praying and I was just kind of like, you know, God, if you let me live, I'll live well. After that journey, um, and she passed away, I went on a different, kind of a different road. Um, through high school even, and a little bit out of high school, it was a lot of, um, you know, self-medicating, experimentation. Really just a, a journey that involved God, but didn't. Uh, kind of kept him at a, at a distance, but always knew he was there. And I traded trust for pleasure And diamonds for fool's gold And I made the world my treasure But I'm 
period of really uh, just kind of questioning, like, you know, why, why do I believe what I believe? And so we actually went, uh, you know, church shopping, so to speak, and, and bounced around and found a, a really cool uh, small church downtown Fargo. And uh, that's really, I think, where my journey started to, to you know, get closer to God. And for so long, I was praying, like, you know, I'll never be the same person that I was before. And I think I'm finally starting to realize that's okay, I don't want to be the same person. You know, it's God's using it to transform me. I'd tried men, I'd tried drinking, I'd tried partying, I'd tried avoidance, and none of that worked. I had a God-shaped hole in my heart, and I was trying to fill it with everything else. It was Jesus, that's what was missing. There's nothing he can't free us from. There's nothing too big or too bad for him. There's just so much hope in Jesus. Oh, that song and those stories and the hope that they've found, isn't that what Christmas is all about? Isn't that the best gift that you and I could receive or that we could even experience as we hear their stories is the Christmas gift of a changed lives, changed life, a changed lives that we just watched. Ooh, it gets me every time, every time when we get to experience that together. And so Merry Christmas, so glad that we're all together this evening. 
Growing up, my family, I was the, I am the youngest of five kids. I've got four older brothers, and there's a 16-year age gap between me and my oldest brother. And so what that meant was that they had moved out of the house long before uh, as I was growing up. And so Christmas was one of my favorite times of the year because they would all come home for Christmas, and it was one of the only times that we would all be together. And that is why tonight is so special, that we get to all be together. And so whether today is your first time at Prairie Heights, you've come a thousand times, whether you're here in person, you're watching online, we are together this Christmas season and it's just a blessing. One of the first things my brothers would say to me when they walked in the door and I was just little, is they would say, they would ask this question every year, didn't matter, every year, I could count on it. They would look at me and say, Beth, where are the spritz cookies? Where are they? Because my mom would typically hide them so that my dad and I would not eat them before Christmas. And if you don't know what a spritz cookie is, uh, it's a Scandinavian cookie, and basically it's like a sugar cookie with less flavor. So either you love it or you hate it. Uh, But it was just a tradition in our home. And also another tradition is our parents would, uh, we did have a large family, and so they would give us each one gift. We would each get one gift. So I remember as a kid, I'd have to think really hard, like what do I wanna ask for this year as my one gift that I'm gonna get for Christmas? And as much as I love the anticipation and the excitement of wondering like, what is my one gift gonna be? I still like to be that sneaky little detective prior to Christmas to try to find out what I was gonna get. Like I would try to look for shopping bags or receipts or anything I could find to figure out what my one gift was gonna be. And so uh, real quick, I want you, if you're at home, if you're in, uh, in person here, kids, raise your hand if you already know what you're getting for Christmas. Go ahead, you can raise it. Your parents are in church, they can't get mad at you. Like. It's okay, go ahead and raise your hand if you found out what you're, yeah, I see a couple hands online. It's okay if you're at home, no yelling, stay tuned into this message. (laughs) You know what, that's just the fun of Christmas. The fun of Christmas is that we anticipate and we get excited um, about that. And one gift that I got from my parents, I was in middle school, and is the years that, yep, you're trying to find yourself and figure out how you're gonna get confidence. And for me personally, I had quite a few insecurities in the sixth grade. I had what I would call the trifecta. I had bangs, I had glasses, and I had braces. <laughs> All at the same time. And so uh, that year, I'm sure my parents thought so hard for the perfect gift. I bet they just tried really hard to find the perfect gift that would just add excitement and value and just build up my confidence. And uh, so I received my gift that year and lo and behold, um, it was a sweater. And now you're gonna see a picture, you maybe can see it right now. Uh, That sweater, like it's okay. And then I find out it's a small men's sweater. Like just because it has a V-neck 
doesn't mean that it would connect with me. And then I thought, I remember this as a sixth grader. I'm like, well, you know what? My parents are still figuring out how to raise a girl. Like, it's okay. Four boys and a girl, we don't know what to do with that. The point is that there's this anticipation and excitement that comes with Christmas and gift giving and gift receiving and finding the perfect gift and receiving that gift. But I'll say for me, growing up, my favorite part um, went way beyond the gift giving. It was the moments that we shared. It was the laughs we had, the games we played, um, and the moments and the stories that we shared and the relationships that were built. And so think about that for a minute for you. Tonight, in 2020, reflect back for a minute, or even just this year, what do you anticipate most about the Christmas season? What do you love most about the Christmas season Because here's what we're finding out to be true this year. Isn't it fair to say that we're just kind of grasping for hope and wherever we can find it? We're looking for evidence of hope. And it's just been a roller coaster ride this 2020. And as we've been grasping for hope, I think it's fair to say that we're all kind of hoping this thing gets better right? That's why we can't wait for the new years because we, we can't wait for things to get better. And, and they will. Things will get better. But I imagine for many of us, when we think about our relationship with God, or maybe that's a whole new concept to you tonight. Maybe um, you haven't been to church in years, and maybe you haven't thought about your relationship with God in a long time. And I wanna invite us to think about that for a moment and I think it's fair to say that our expectation, like if God's in it, if we believe that God's in it, that it should just be easy. That God, you should just make it easy for us because you're in it. And we believe in you and, and so the road should be easy. It shouldn't take a whole lot of effort. And here's what we're gonna find out this Christmas. And I think every year we hear the story Right, And we're pretty familiar with the story, most of us. And we set out our nativity scene and we listen to a song and we reflect on the story of Christmas, the birth of a baby that came to this world. And I think as we, as we process that story, we look at it like a highlight reel. It's the highlight reel of the baby, which is super important because that's the point. <laughs> Super important. But I think what we lose sight on is the importance of the journey. The importance of how did that come to be? And why did God do it that way? I mean, he's God. He could have done it any way. And he chose to do it that specific way. And so uh, I think we, we often overlook that even when God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to this earth, that even then it wasn't easy. And the road actually required some effort. And so that's what we're going to unpack tonight. And we get a pretty clear picture of what it must have been like for Mary and Joseph. And it was far from easy. And like I said, God being God, like he could have done it any other way, but he kind of chose to do it this way. And we're going to read about it in the book of Luke. And Luke was the only gospel writer who, when he wrote about the story of Jesus, he tied in the world history. And the reason why that matters is it tells us that what Luke says happened 
is that's evidence that it really did happen the way he said it happened. And so let's jump into Luke 2, 1, and, 1 through 3. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So again, why does that matter? Why does it matter that we know that? And it matters because it helps us understand the journey. It helps us reflect on the journey that Mary and Joseph went on before Jesus was born into this world, the preparation of his birth. And, it, <clears throat> and this is the point where you and I tend to overlook the importance of and really the reality of the journey. And if anything is true in 2020, guys, we gotta just recognize this is the reality of our journey in 2020. Anything that's happened, the ups and downs, the hard stuff, and even the good stuff, like this is just, we're sitting in the reality of the journey of 2020. And that's what I want us to focus on. See, Joseph and Mary, so they're living in their hometown of Nazareth, and they begin this 70-mile journey so that they can get to Bethlehem. And get this, Mary is nine months pregnant. Speaking from experience, I have been nine months pregnant. And I can tell you, if my husband Kyle had come to me and said, hey, honey, we're gonna take a 70-mile journey and you're gonna get on a donkey and we're gonna take that ride into Bethlehem, I would have said, I'm not, you can. <laughs> right? But here we have Mary and Joseph, two just faithfully obedient followers of Christ who are leaning into what God would have for them and their story. And so this journey into Bethlehem, because they did use a donkey for the journey, it would have taken them days. And so we're gonna read what happens when they get there. In Luke 2, 6 and 7, it says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. We think that God is gonna make our life easy. Yet even for Mary and Joseph, he did not make the journey easy. He didn't lighten the bumpy road. He didn't provide a luxurious inn for them when they got to Bethlehem. Instead, there was no room in the inn. There was no guest room. So that's why we hear a story of a baby that's born with claws wrapped around him in a manger in very humble surroundings. And God could have done it any way he would have wanted to do it because he's God and that's the way he brought Jesus into this world. And I gotta believe that what God also did is that he strengthened Mary and he strengthened Joseph. Why does that matter to us? And it matters because it reminds us that the journey matters. And it reminds us <clears throat> that we aren't promised comfort, we aren't promised convenience, but we are promised that everything, even in the discomfort, even in the pain, even in the disappointment and the missteps, God does promise that he has a plan and that all of it is part of his plan. 
And even if we don't feel human comfort, Mary and Joseph did not have comfort. It wasn't convenient for them when they got to Bethlehem. But even in our journey, when we don't feel those things, we can know that God still has a plan and there's a meaning in his plan. And I believe it's right there. It's right there in the mix of our current reality and our faith. It's in the mix of what we had expected 2020 to be and the reality of how it turned out. And also our hope for the future. It's right there in that crazy mix where we have to ask ourselves, are we still gonna believe that God has a plan? Are we still gonna believe that God has a purpose for my life and for your life? And when you get to the other side of that first Christmas that you celebrate without a mom or a dad or a grandpa or a grandma or a child, you know what, that might not be pain-free. That might not feel good, it won't. There's sadness and grief and sorrow when we don't have the people that we love with us during the holidays. That doesn't mean on the other side of it that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose. Right here in 2020, Christmas looks different. For many of us, we are not celebrating with some of the same people that we celebrate with every year. We're doing Zoom calls. We're sending our gifts over Amazon. It looks different. But don't you for a second deny that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose for what this season has brought us, challenges and all. And this Christmas, just like every other Christmas, you know what we're gonna celebrate? We're gonna celebrate that God gave the most perfect gift. God gave the world the most perfect gift the long-awaited for, the most prayed for Savior of the world. We read in Luke 2, 8, and 9, after Jesus is born, guess who are the first to know? <clears throat> Let's find out. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So here we got the shepherds just doing their thing, protecting the flock. <clears throat> it says it's dark outside. <clears throat> and in a moment, an angel shows up and there's a light. <clears throat> there's a light in the darkness. And I think that reminds all of us, and we heard it earlier. We heard it in Anna's story and we heard it in James' story that they had moments of darkness in their story. They had moments of despair, moments of walking away from God, moments of having a void in their life. And we've got to remember, just like we just read, in any of our moments of darkness, God can show up, and in a moment, it can become light. And so I don't know what, where your life is at today. I don't know what kind of darkness you've felt in this last year, even tonight, there might be some darkness that you feel in your life. I don't know what your background is, but I want you to know that it doesn't matter what your background is. And in whatever journey, whatever your story is, and in the darkness, God can make it light in a moment. Let's keep reading in Luke 2, 10 through 12, it says, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid. 
I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. So God is saying like, here's the sign. There's actually gonna be a sign and I'll tell you what it is because think about it. They don't know they don't know how God decided to bring the Savior into the world. They don't know that he decided to bring him in as a baby. He says, you will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And so we're going to skip down to verse 16. So they hurried, the shepherds, hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Look what God did. God appeared to the shepherds and in this culture and in this context, the shepherds um, maybe weren't like the highest authority figures or the most popular in that culture. They were just ordinary everyday people. They were just doing their job in the middle of the night and God showed up. God showed up through an angel and spoke to them and look what God did. God showed up to just ordinary people, just like you and me. He chose the shepherds, just like he chose me, just like he chose you. And they had a context and a cultural label put on them in some ways. And I imagine that there's many of us that have had cultural labels put on us, that maybe your story or your title or how you're living your life right now, people might have a, a story to tell about you, but I want you to know this is who God is. God has a story for you, and it's not the same story that the world would tell you. That God wants to show up in your life, and it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past or what you're even doing in your present. You don't have to have it all together because <laughs> God wants to show up for you. And he wants to show up for me. He chose us. And he gives us the most perfect gift. And so um, we learn through this that, like, why would he just show up to ordinary people? Why would he decide to just show up to the shepherds? And I believe it's because he wanted Jesus to be accessible to everybody. That everybody would have a chance to know Jesus. And so could it be, could it be that this Christmas season, 2020, could it be that this would be the year that you would receive the most perfect gift? That you would receive the gift that God is giving this year? We're gonna have an opportunity to respond to that at the end of the message. And it's not the kind of gift that you're gonna be putting on Marketplace in February, ready to just resell. You know, as parents now of two kids, my husband Kyle and I, we've got a son, Ian, who's five, and a daughter, Isabel, who's a little bit over one, and I have a little more empathy for my parents on the whole perfect gift-giving process. You know, this year has been a little challenging in figuring out what is going to be the perfect gift for our five-year-old, and special little shout-out to Thanks Best Buy and Target and Amazon for conveniently sending all your catalogs to our houses so that all of our kids could circle the 100 million things that they want for Christmas. And uh, actually, for, uh, for me, it was super helpful. It was nice to have that. <laughs> and so Kyle and I went shopping one day and we went just soaring and searching for the perfect gift for our son Ian. And uh, this is what we came up with. And what little boy does not want more Nerf guns 
and bigger Nerf guns than what he currently has, and ones he can play with his friends, and so he's not playing by himself. And, and so I know you're also thinking like super risk, like you're showing the gift you're giving your son this year, and it's not even Christmas yet. I know, there's more to the story. So Kyle and I went shopping for this gift, and, and we did that. And then the next thing we did is we went and picked up Ian early from school because we wanted to surprise him and spend some time with him that afternoon. And so he gets in the car, and he gets in the back seat, and all of a sudden you hear him say, yes, yes, I love those. I look over at Kyle, and I say, oh, God. I forgot to hide the gifts. And I look back at our Ian in the back seat and I say, buddy, I'm so sorry. That's for Christmas for you. And immediately our sweet boy just starts bawling. And he thinks it's his fault. He found his present. And it's like the perfect gift in a moment turned to a full-fledged tantrum. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. We're not the only ones, right? I bet you've had moments. Even this week, you've had moments where you're thinking, oh, I love preparing for Christmas. <laughs> or whatever your moments have been, I'm sure you've had moments. But what if? What if this year the perfect gift can't be bought? What if it can't be bought or it won't be thrown away? What if the perfect gift can't be, like you can't, you don't deserve it? And what if it can't be earned? Because God's most perfect gift cannot be earned, but it can be received. And so tonight, that's what I'm gonna invite you to do, is I wanna invite you to receive the best gift you could ever receive. A gift that is long-lasting. A gift that is gonna lead you all the way to eternity. That is gonna be one of the best gifts that you've ever had. It doesn't matter if you've been on the naughty list or the nice list. You don't deserve it, you can't earn it. It's God's most perfect gift that he gives to each, of every, each and every one of us. And it's not just about knowing about the gift. I need you to hear this. It's not just about knowing about the gift. So it's not like my son Ian, he knows what he's getting for Christmas, but he hasn't received it yet. Get it? Like he knows, he knows, he saw it. He knows what he's getting, but right now, it's wrapped and it's under the tree. He has not received it yet. And that's what I wanna invite you to receive tonight, is to receive a gift that not just about knowing and not just about believing and, and maybe for many of you, you grew up knowing God and you grew up believing in God and maybe if you're like me, I grew up crying out to God when I needed help that was about the only time I talked to him. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> but tonight I wanna, I wanna invite you to a different kind of commitment. Invite you. Today's invitation is one of receiving Jesus into your heart. And there's nothing in your past, there's absolutely nothing in your past that can exempt you from this free gift. All you have to do is to simply receive it. We read in Ephesians 2.9, it says, for it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift. It is the gift of God, and not by works. So you can't earn it. And then we read in John 3.16 and 17, 
It says, for God so loved, for God so loved the world that what did he do? He gave. He gave a gift. He gave a gift of his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, the world that Jesus was born into, the world that Mary and Joseph and the shepherds were living in, that world was just as messy as our world. The reality of that world, in some ways, cultural context looks much different, but there's a reality to our world. And there's a journey that we've gone on in 2020 specifically that we can't ignore just the reality of the journey, but it doesn't deny that God isn't working. And my prayer and our prayer is that tonight you would receive a gift. You would receive the most perfect gift. And guess what? Mary, Joseph, and those shepherds, they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve the gift that God gave them in that time. And, but he chose them, and he chose you, and he chose me. And so if you say yes to this gift, we call it yes to Christ here at Prairie Heights, what you're simply saying yes to is you're saying that you admit that you've been living apart from God, that you wanna ask for his forgiveness of your sins, that you believe that Jesus did come as a baby, he was born in a manger, and then he died a brutal death on a cross to save you and I from our sins, and that the third thing is that you commit to living your life following the leadership of Jesus for the rest of your life. And so in just a moment, if you wanna receive that gift, all I'm gonna invite you to do is just say this simple prayer. I know it'll be up on the screens when we get to that time, but I wanna read it to you quick. It says, God, I wanna receive the perfect gift you gave all of us through your son, Jesus. I admit I have sinned against you and ask for your forgiveness. I wanna live my life with you at the center following your leadership the rest of my life. God, I thank you so much for giving me this gift and today I receive it in my heart. Mark's gonna come and he's gonna sing a song and while he's singing, I'm gonna invite everybody to respond, okay? That, you can respond by the prayer of your heart to receive the gift for the first time saying yes to Christ, but there's some other responses I'm gonna go through in just a moment and I wanna invite everybody to respond tonight because I just believe more than any other year, you guys, we just need to check out and figure out like where are we at with God? And it's okay wherever you're at. There's no pressure. And it's up to God what he wants to do in, in your life. It's not up to me. But I believe that this year's been trying. And it's important that you and I take a moment to reflect, where's God in all this in my life? And so you can respond in four ways. The first way is I've already said yes to Christ. Hey, we get to celebrate Christmas and celebrate that Jesus came and celebrate all the goodness that God has for us. The second thing you can say is I want, I want to say yes to Christ today. I want to receive the perfect gift. And the Bible, God's word tells us that anytime a human heart, one person says yes to Christ, there is a party going on in heaven. And so if that is you today, that is awesome. I want to encourage you to reflect on that. And if and pray about if God would have you make that commitment. The third one, I'd like to consider it a bit more first. Awesome. Just keep talking to God about it and trust him to let you know when the timing might be right to make, to take that step and receive God in your heart. And the last one is I'm not interested. Hey, no pressure. That's what Prairie Heights is all about, that we're all 
just a bunch of people hanging out together every week, figuring out this God thing. And if you're at a place where you're like, ooh, not interested right now, I just wanna invite you, hey, keep, keep checking it out. Come back in January and, and see what God might have for your life. If you're watching online, you can click the button right now in the chat um, or just like everyone in the room, what I'm gonna invite you to do, grab your phone. So right now, everybody, grab your phone. Uh, there's a little sheet of paper that was on your chair and you can, um, with your camera, just click on that QR code and that's how you get your four choices and you can respond during this time that Mark's gonna sing. And so the question is, the question is, have you ever received this gift? Billions of people around the world stop on Christmas. Billions of people stop on Christmas to celebrate this most perfect gift. And tonight's question for you is, will you receive it? by saying yes to Christ. Woo! That is a huge celebration around here. There's a party going on right here at Prairie Heights and there's a party going on in heaven. That's a big deal. And uh, you don't have to have your whole life figured out. I don't have my life figured out. <laughs> we get to be on the journey together and we get to see how God wants to use each and every one of us as we continue on the journey. And so no matter how you responded, you know what my prayer is for you? Is that as, as 2020 kind of comes to a close and even in this Christmas season, that God's presence and his peace would just overflow you because we all need some peace. <laughs> and there's a peace that God can give that's deep in our soul that we can't manufacture on our own. And that's my prayer for all of you and for all of us. And I want you to know that I love you, and I pray that you have a great Merry Christmas. I'm gonna say a prayer quick. We're gonna have a great song of celebration 
And then Alex is gonna close us out. So let me say a prayer. God, you are, you are too good. Uh, we love you so much and we thank you for this night that you've given us to reflect on the journey and to reflect on the journey that you have us on, God, and, and to be okay with the reality of that. But at the same time, to have faith that you are right there in the middle. You're ahead of us. You've been behind us. And you're ready for what the future has to hold. And, and God, the best gift that you ever gave us was the gift of your son. And today, we can receive that gift. And so I thank you for the many people who said yes to that gift. And I just thank you for the reminder of, of that fact that it is a gift and we need to celebrate that and rejoice in that and have joy in that no matter what's going on around us. So God, we love you and we thank you for who you are. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.